1: What is going on sports fans Lawrence Patch my lang here bringing you into inning 7 of game 6 of the Sports Insanity podcast I had a brain fart right there on the Sports Insanity network we're going to have a great show for you today what a wild weekend in the NFL that it was and we're going to get right into it with my two best friends who are they
2: what's going on folks Bill Murphy here. Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time zone you are in.
1: Danny Boy Reginald, what is up, folks? How's it going? Good. And Good. you know what? I would, I, I would say three best friends, but we're down one tonight. Old apps guy is MIA. He is still traveling around the sports world trying to find those wacky sports. And he got stuck learning about greasy pole climbing. So <laughs> hopefully he has a scoop for us next week when he's back. And if not, it? it might be a week. It, you know what? He's trying, trying to find a way up that greasy pole. So, or he's, tr-
2: or, he's tr- or he's in an outhouse doing some outhouse racing.
1: Or he could be doing outhouse racing. Or you know what? Maybe him and Mrs. Mrs. Um Opsky went um, wife carrying. In Finland. <laughs> in Finland. So, well, we miss old ops guy. but let's hope he brings back some more wacky sports when he returns next week. Yeah, if, he greasy, if he does
0: the greasy stuff, just don't
1: put too much grease on me.
0: Like, you don't want to be like a
1: greased up dad uh, guy.
0: Yeah, I'm already a shiny dude, so it's like just don't need yeah. to do
1: Shining in the light. But regardless about that, we have to get to the NFL because the playoffs are here now. And on Sunday, January 9th, it was a, let's say, exciting weekend in, in football. Mm-hmm. Say the last. Oh,
2: absolutely.
1: Absolutely. so let's kick it off Pittsburgh gets the overtime win over Baltimore 16 to 13 and Big Ben had a glimmer of hope to make the playoffs one more time what you guys think of the game
2: all I gotta say is wow Big Ben showing that he still got it and you know I didn't think they were gonna make it because of a, the um, one of the other games which I'm sure we'll talk about in a second um, but no, but I think big Ben just really shows. He still got some gas in the tank and it was a really, really exciting game. Danny boy,
0: you know, it was an inc- exciting game, but it was also pretty boring. I'm, I'm not going to lie. You know, it was a low scoring affair and I like low scoring affairs. As long as there's some excitement, the only excitement really was an overtime when, uh, after Baltimore tied it with that field goal, he went to overtime. And then they, then it was literally a back and forth thing where Baltimore had the ball, then Pittsburgh had the ball, and then Pitt, and Pittsburgh drove down. That was pretty much the most excitement we got all game was that that ended the game, the end of the fourth quarter into overtime. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it was a it was great resiliency by the Pittsburgh Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, and you just got to give him credit where credit is due. You know, as old and banged up as he is, he still led the Pittsburgh Steelers to victory. And it just goes to show you the whole career that he's having. And it's, it's good for football. It's great for, for everyone involved, great for Ben Roethlisberger. And you know what, as much as I hate – watching the Pittsburgh Steelers do it again, make it the playoffs. It's good for the Steelers. Fans.
1: It's good for the Steelers. And um, I'll ask a two-part question here. I'll, I'll let one boil because then we'll, we're going to talk Steelers a little bit later in the show when it comes to playoff time to talk about their game against uh, Kansas City. I'll let this question simmer for you guys. Can Big Ben make a run for Ring 3 and Lombardi Trophy number 7 for the Steelers? I'll let that, I'll let that boil in your brains for now, but I'll ask this question. Where does Baltimore go from here?
0: I mean, Baltimore, they obviously the, the big thing with the Ravens was the injuries down the stretch, especially with their big star in Lamar Jackson. He missed, you know, pretty much the rest of the season after he injured his ankle. So, you know, it, it's just one of those very unfortunate things where you didn't have all your players. You're decimated by injuries, decimated by COVID, and Sometimes you just gotta take the L and move on for next season. And then, you know, obviously they'll pick up a nice playmaker, they'll get or well, maybe a receiver or some offensive lineman or some defensive guy, you know, that can help out Lamar and you know if they're on defense, how about the defense so that the Ravens can win games next season? That's really all it is, because let's be honest, this Ravens team, they were Doing well until the injuries and the COVID hit them. Uh, I'm just being real here. I think they were just that. That's what killed their season. I'm
2: gonna agree with what Reg said because if you remember, up to a couple weeks ago, I they were either number one or number two in the playoff season. Am, am I right yes. here? Yeah. So they were number there. yeah they were number one, and I think it was just the injuries and COVID that really just that took a hit. And I think as soon as Jackson went out, like I would say, Huntley tried. Yeah, Tyler Huntley tried, and you know he puts in a good effort, but yeah. it was, but it was it it was close. But you know what they say: close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades.
0: Yeah, it, 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 he's a backup. He's a backup quarterback who, if you need him in a certain game situation, and you need maybe a victory that he could come in and win a game, but you can only use him for so long. You know, if you're going to have him as a long-term starter, we saw it. He's not the long-term answer because he's a backup. So, again, just a very, very unfortunate thing to happen to Baltimore. And obviously no one – there's no blame to be passed around here. They, the team
1: just suffered big time. I'll pose a question here. In free agency, if – well, we'll go to what if, Rad. What if Rodgers decides to leave, and then so does Devontae Adams? Do you think the Ravens should seek Devontae Adams for a weapon for Lamar? I'm going to say yes.
0: They can, but let's be real. here. Lamar, he's not a true pocket guy, and his arm is, like, iffy. So, like, what if, you know – if You can bring him, Adams, and he'll do fine, but the game is centered around his running. So you know, his talents are gonna to be totally wasted unless they can mix and some mix and match and change Lamar's game. But Lamar's game is if you change it, it's gonna be a little weird. It's gonna throw him off a little bit. So I, I would say if if I'm Devonte Adams, leave me, I would try to go somewhere where you know you're going to be the guy
1: that's going to make the plays, that's going to be reliable. All right. Moving on. Um, there was a showdown in Miami with big stakes. New England. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go right here right now because there's a couple stories out of this game. Um, if you guys didn't know, he lived under a rock. Buffalo and New England were battling it out for the AFC East title. It came down to we- the last week of the season, which is awesome competition in football. If the Bills won they won the east. If the Patriots won and the Bills lost, they won the east. If both teams lost, the Bills still win. So, it was it was in favor of the Bills, but we're going to stay in Miami with this one. New England and Miami. You know what? Great. It's always a great last week matchup for these two because Miami likes just to play spoiler against New England. <laughs> and they did it once again. 33 to 24. They finished the season 9-8, and eight and their head coach got fired today.
0: Yeah, on January 10th, true,
1: along with the GM. What's going on with Miami, Dan, with this after this? I don't know. I mean, look,
0: I think a lot of it was this, you know, inconsistencies and all that stuff because, you know, in all three years – under Flores, the Dolphins didn't make the playoffs. And eventually, like, you want to make the playoffs. Like, you know, last year in 2020, they were, what, 10-6 missed playoffs. Before that, they were 5-11. and This year, they were 9-8. and You know, so a lot of it is just consistency and stuff. Though, where I will argue for against the firing, and I totally think that he should have been given another year. I thought that was a... premature decision there. I think that Flores, he, his teams get off to really bad starts, but they come together mid season and they go on a run like crazy. They, it happens almost every single year under his tenure. So I, I just think that, you know, he's a great coach for, you know, if you, you want a team that doesn't give up and everything, uh, but he has to work on his you know, early season stuff because he has to get the group together as the season starts so that they can be good all season, not just in the second half of the season. And uh, it's very unfortunate for Flores. Because I think he's a good coach. Um, but it, I don't know. At the, as for Miami moving forward, they, they're going to need uh, – they're going to need a coach that can – get them regroup get them together and be good all season they cannot be having these up and downs and that's that's always been a problem with Miami these up and downs that really kill their seasons
1: Bill any thoughts of Brian Florals Flower? I can't pronounce words Forest. Forest. He's Forest. Forest. Forest, thank you thank
2: you um, yeah. I gotta admit of, of the firings that have happened today this is the one that makes me scratch my head the most. Yeah. Like the others, which I'm sure we'll probably get to later on, but this is the one that really made me scratch my head because this year alone, this is someone who started the team. The team was started one and seven, and then, and then they come, and then as Ratchet, they come together and they win seven in a row being the first team in the NFL to do that. And I said this the other night on um, Thursday night gridiron.
0: And won the last
2: nine games, by the way. Thank you. Thank you, Reg. Um, And they win eight of their last nine games. And, you know, I said this on Thursday night gridiron. I said, listen, even though they don't make the playoffs, you still got to give props to this team. This is a team that was one in seven. And they really just kicked ass and took names. Winning seven in a row and eight of their last nine. So that is on one hand, I, I'm i like, I don't know why this man was fired. But on the other hand, like what Red said with the inconsistencies, but you miss the playoffs because at this point, you buried yourself too. When you start one and seven, you already dig yourself too deep into a hole. Huge. So I would say it's a mixed picture, but of all the uh, coaching um, firings that have had happened today, again, I think this was the one I, I shouldn't be completely and totally shocked, but this is one that does make me scratch my head. So, so, yeah, I know. I,
1: yeah. Mr. Flores, I
2: we wish you what we wish you the best.
1: Yeah, no, I'm in agreement with you, too. It's one of those things that makes you scratch your head, and it's like, what is Miami thinking? Because if you look at, hey, last two seasons for the Dolphins, two winning seasons, okay, yes, you come up just a little bit short, missing the playoffs, but everyone was coming together. Like, like you guys said, one in seven, seven win streak, like first ever, first ever in the NFL. It showed that this team has resiliency, and they didn't want to give up, and Tua was starting to come into his form with, Flores.
0: And, and I don't and know now, how true I don't know how true it is, Patch, but I, they're saying that okay. Flores and Tua weren't getting along. I don't know how true that is, because clearly whatever they did ever since Tua came back in to the fold this season was working and working well.
1: Yeah, it's just it's we like we don't know the we won't know the full story till the full story comes out as they say if there is a full story on this. But and my mother always is,
2: says is his version, her version, and the truth.
1: Yes, but once again, this makes you scratch your head, and it's like, why wouldn't you see one more season with with Flores? Just go one more season with him and see what you guys can do together with Tua, because now it's who's going to coach Tua. Because Tua was with Flores for a couple seasons, and now it's oh hey, time to rebuild again! Yay, yeah, bring a new but, system and new coach.
0: Yeah, but I, again, I highly doubt with Tua though, honestly. Go. No.
2: it just again, it makes you scratch your head. How can a man who won eight of their last nine games get fired, and yet some coaches who shall remain nameless still have a job? after an
0: abysmal season.
2: Let's all stop and think about that. Why? We will.
0: Uh, I mean, you know, you're, there are a lot of franchises out there, Bill, that are very dysfunctional. They yes, don't. Really, I know. They don't know what they're, they're doing.
1: They don't. Cleveland Browns one of those dysfunctional Yeah, dysfunctional the, Cleveland Browns are a dysfunctional organization as well. On the flip side of this game, New England falls to the sixth seed. Are, are they in trouble that? in the playoffs? And we'll no. get to that. No. Think they're good? (laughs) I think they'll be fine. I think think they'll be fine.
0: I I think I I had them beating the Bills. I think the Patriots hit a snag, which happens. Look, they had a they had a bit rough, no growing pains early in the season. Then they went on an amazing run, and now then they hit a snag again. That's just how seasons work. You go on your win streaks, and then you go on your losing streaks. But then playoff time comes. Now it's winner take all. You no, know, you're in a scenario now where you have to win these games or else you're done. And if we know Bill Belichick in the playoffs, most of the time, in every team that he's coached, most of the time they get the job done. So I've I have a lot of confidence in the Patriots. Bill, any thoughts with the
1: Patriots?
2: Um be honest I'm not 100% sure Um, on one hand I think because they're going to be in Buffalo so Buffalo has the home field advantage at this point but it's Bill Belichick it's the playoffs we all know 90% of the time this is a guy who comes through in the playoffs and Buffalo has been iffy at times this season but they are still a very strong team so I think this game could really go either way but I'm I think Mac Jones just has to come out of the gate early, and and I think they should be in good shape.
1: All right, moving on on to the exciting games of the weekend. San Fran and L.A. If San Fran got the win, they were in, and got the job done in overtime, twenty-seven to twenty-four. What are you guys' thoughts, Bill?
2: All I gotta say is wow, 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 wow. This, this was don't forget at halftime, it was right before halftime, San Francisco was down 17 to nothing. And this was a team, Jimmy G looked great yesterday. And they just really the 49ers just really showed up to play against a really good Rams team, but they but they really got the job done. So, I'm going to say good on the 49ers. And that was just a hell, of a hell of a game yesterday. It just literally came down to the wire. Danny Boy. I
0: mean, uh, I, I'm, the more I watch the San Francisco team, the more I love them to you know, be that sleeper team to make a big run into the playoffs. Like, I really mean it. They're one of the hottest teams in the NFL, arguably the hottest. So I think that they will probably upset in that first round. That's my opinion. And they're going to try to make a big run. I'm really excited about the San Francisco team. That was a very exciting game out in L.A. And, you know, I'm just – it's thrilling to watch Garoppolo again do his thing. Debo Samuel has – been a huge 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 weapon for jimmy g i don't know about y'all but i think he's been a huge weapon and he made a big difference yesterday with his with his playmaking abilities he's been he's terrific yeah
2: um but you know i i want to just open up a question to you guys real quick mm-hmm. do you think Go san ahead. francisco can be a sleeper team in the playoffs
1: here absolutely i just said they were but yes Absolutely. I agree with that. They are definitely a sleeper team to look out for in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I think they, they I make think, one of those runs. Yeah, uh, I think they upset that first round. I really do.
0: That's just me. Don't let ops guy hear you say that. Well, why not? If you're, uh, like you say, you get out at the right time, you never know. Right? Well, you, you know what that's like. You know exactly what that's like.
1: Get out at the right time, you know, you never know.
2: That is true. You never know.
1: Yeah, two, I remember two Super Bowl winning teams um, that won a yes. Super Bowl. Yes. That with, with Mr. Manning um, went on those runs. So uh, we can talk about that all day, but we're not here to talk you, that. And your game. You're making of, me
2: reminisce on the old days. Thank you, Max. Yes.
1: yes. Bef, before the boat photo was taken and the Giants were still good.
2: Before the boat photo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and your game. Of the week. Oh, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, interesting about this. If the Steelers won, both teams could have just knocked out the whole game and it could have been a tie. They're both in the playoffs. But that didn't happen. Las Vegas hits the game-winning field goal in overtime to beat the Chargers, and the plug has been... Pulled disgrace. on the Chargers a and a their season. Oh, let's talk about it, team. Danny boy, I'll start with you for this. This should have been a tie.
0: Oh. This should have been a tie. I'm sorry. I know everyone's talking about that. Staley daily timeout with 36 seconds left. The Raiders could have, even after that, The Raiders ran the ball for a first down for 10 yards. They could have taken the knee and taken the tie. They did not. They wanted to go for the win. And that's how you know that you, you get that first down run and you go for the field goal. That's how you know the Raiders were trying to win the game. I don't want to hear any more of this BS that the Raiders were trying to tie intentionally. Sorry. No, they were trying to win the game. The plan was always to win the game. And, you know, did the, the timeout change strategy? Yeah. Uh, both. Uh, but ultimately, the plan was always to win. And that's what they did. They won the game, but they could have easily taken the tie. And you know what? I would have been that guy. I said, you know what? Get that first down. Run out the clock. It's a tie. We good. I would have been both that go guy.
2: To the playoffs.
0: I would have been that guy. I don't look, if the Chargers made the the Chargers make the playoffs, so what? We ain't facing them in the first round, right?
1: Right. And, and 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 it's no offense to Big Ben, but we get to see Justin Herbert in the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like I don't, who cares? I I I I love Big Ben, but I don't want to see an old man run around the field and try to throw a football. I, Big Ben, I love you, but it's time for the the future to come in for these playoffs.
0: And, and let's be real, let's say the chargers made the playoffs. With the way they've been playing of late, do you see them making it far in the playoffs? Hell no. But just give them the satisfaction, you know. Yeah. Give just give them, give them the satisfaction. The satisfaction. Yeah, take the nope. t- take the tie and move forward, but no no no, they had to win the they had to win. Yeah. Um, did, did you see that someone with a sign that said take the tie? Yes. Take the
1: tie. And god, not, bless I, him. god bless him. I I had a weird feeling this game was going to go in overtime. I, Man, it was just no. one of those feelings where you where you knew this game was going to go into overtime. And you're like, no, what? Maybe they are going to tie. And then you wake up, and I went to bed not knowing the outcome of the game because you no, know, work life. Yay. Wake up, I see game winning field goal three times. I'm like, this game really could have ended in a tie. Oh my god. It's crazy.
2: No, it's insane. And um, in the group chat, um, excuse me, um, Eric Ford, aka Big Brother, he was texting. I want to go to bed, but this game is like keeping me up.
1: It's it's it, like I say, the last week in football, if there's playoff scenarios, is the most exciting week in football. Minus ke- opening uh, kickoff, opening kickoff for the first week. Like yeah. the last week, if there is playoff scenarios that are at, it makes for the most exciting football. It's like, like like, playoff baseball almost, or like the last week in the regular season for baseball when there's a playoff race in baseball.
0: It's an yeah. incredible day.
1: So, what, a gr- what a great day to be a fan for football.
0: Oh, yesterday
1: was be great. Be a fan of football. A, yeah.
2: But, you know, there's one game we got to talk about, and I would say it's the one that really opened Pandora's box yesterday, and that was the Jacksonville Indie game. Yes. That really opened Pandora's box.
1: Uh, Indy, you opened Pandora's box. Like, yeah, we're gonna go into Jacksonville, get ourselves a win. We're going then, to the
2: playoffs, and like, then
1: Trevor Lawrence and his luscious hair said, "Ha ha, f you, no, you're not."
2: Yeah, and he's and like, and Trevor Lawrence like, hold my
0: beer. Kudos to the Jacksonville Jaguars for stopping Jonathan Taylor all game long like Jonathan Taylor did absolutely nothing and you know how explosive this guy has been all season they stopped absolutely. him and he did absolutely nothing he gave no n- not even a lick and it's uh, very unfortunate for the Colts because they were right there they had it they again another one of those teams that you know had a midseason run you know, trying to make the playoffs after being you know down and out for a little bit, and very unfortunate. But it just goes to show you that there's a lot of questions on that team that need to be addressed. Quarterback needs to be addressed. Uh, you know, receivers definitely needs to be addressed. You don't have to worry about running back; just get a back backup running back to you know split the reps with Jonathan Taylor, who's going to take most of them. Um, but yeah, no, a lot, a lot of. Questions for that Colts offseason and very unfortunate. And it's really bad for football that John is out of playoffs. That's true. Be
2: yeah. Because I've always, because we've been saying, because um, with MVP, there is usually a quarterback bias, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. But
2: if there is a non quarterback candidate for MVP, I would say it would come down to either Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup. But but yeah, it's really a shame because I really like Jonathan Taylor and th- it would have been great to see the Colts
0: in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, and, oh, wow. and also and also for Carson Wentz who had a terrible day against Jack. He QBR' would 4.4 yesterday. He was my awful. man. The interceptions galore. Passes not even close. And the Jacksonville again, the one that they just stuffed all day. Um But it would have been nice to see Carson once have his playoff moments too because he really didn't have one. So, yeah, it's uh, unfortunate for the Colts. Frank Reich, who's a great coach, um, unfortunate for him, and the Colts got to move forward into the offseason.
1: Unfortunately. All right. Now that the regular season is over, it has now come time for playoff football. You know what that calls for, Patch? Applause. Applaud! Applaud! All right to go over your seedings AFC the Titans are the one seed the Chiefs are the second seed the Bills are the third seed Bengals are the fourth seed Raiders are the fifth seed Pats are the sixth seed and the Steelers are the seventh seed over the NFC the Packers get the first round by as they are the one seed. The Bucs are the second seed. The Cowboys are the third seed. The Rams are the fourth seed. The Cardinals are the fifth seed. The Niners are the sixth seed. And the Eagles are the seventh seed. And now it's time to come for Super Wild Card Weekend with a Monday game. Kicking off on Saturday, January 15th, we got the Raiders and the Bengals. What do you guys got? What was it? Raiders and Bengals? Raiders and Bengals in Cincy.
2: Um, in Cincy, I'm probably, I really do like this Raiders team, but I really like this Bengals team. I, I really like Burrow. I really like Mixon and Jamar Chase. So I'm going with the Bengals.
0: Danny boy. Bengals had an off day on Sunday. That's not going to happen on Saturday.
1: Give me the Bengals. I will. Go with a clean sweep here and take the Bengals. Joe Burrow is out to prove things to show the Bengals are a Super Bowl contender. And they're going to kick off with a super wildcard weekend win. New England and Buffalo and Saturday's matchup for football. Who do you guys got? Danny Boy. I'm going to go with the
0: Patriots. Like I said, I am very confident with the Patriots team. Um, Buffalo talks up a lot. And again, I don't. I, I hate both of these teams because I'm a Jets fan, so I hate both these teams, um, and I don't want any of them to win. Uh, but uh, uh, I want the Patriots to lose because I hate them the most. It's hard. It's hard to be a Jets fan watching these two play for the right to go into the division round. I'm taking the Patriots because knowing Bill Belichick in the playoffs, he actually has a big track record. Um, Let's see though.
2: Billy Boy. Oh boy, this is a tough one. It, it's because Buffalo's at home. I'm going to give him that. But like I said, Belichick in the playoffs. And if Mac Jones comes out of the gate, that will, they will be fine. But I have this weird inkling of me. I think I'm going to go with Buffalo.
0: It's not weird. I mean,
1: Buffalo, Buffalo's a good team. Buffalo yeah, is they, a great team. Yeah, they talk too much, but yeah, they, they're a good team. All right, so the weather in Buffalo on Saturday is going to be a lovely 14 degrees Fahrenheit. It's beach so, weather, baby. Get the bathing suits out.
0: So, yeah, I mean, so, the, the, the Patriots against the snowy wind ran the yeah, ball.
1: they're going Oh, shit
0: ton of times on
1: Monday Night Football. Well,
0: Excuse my well, language.
1: That's the during the, the day. When the sun goes down, it's going to feel like a lovely five degrees Fahrenheit with a windshield that's going to probably put them in the negative, in the negative 20 and oh, uh, negative 20. So it's going to I be th- th- dreadful. It's going to be dreadful, but a fun game of football to watch. I think Buffalo is out to prove that they can get themselves back to the AFC championship game. And they're going to kick off by taking out their divisional rival, the Patriots. So it's, it, I'm taking Buffalo for Mama Patch. Uh, and Moser. So let's go bills. Shout out to Moser. Shout out Shout to out. Moser. Your guys are going to lose. <laughs> all right. Head into Sunday. Uh, super wildcard weekend kicks off with Philly and Tampa Bay. Billy boy. Who do you got?
2: Okay. This is like one of my worst nightmares. Cause you all know my views on Mr. Brady. And as a giant fan, I hate the Eagles I think this isn't even a a competition for me. I'm going to have to go with the, I'm going to have to go with the Bucks. Like, but I will say that Eagles team do not count them out yet. They are scrappy.
0: Danny boy. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. uh, I, I, I have them winning this one. Look, the Eagles, I am, was very surprised by their, by how they played this season. And uh, again, that's just going to show you that's coaching and good play out of Jalen Hurts. But ultimately, uh, the Buccaneers are way more superior than the Eagles. This should be a lock victory for them.
1: I'm in agreement with Tampa Bay. No, Tampa Bay is going to come away with the win. But it wouldn't surprise me if Philly played spoiler and somehow find a w- and found a way to pull the upset of the year and take out the defending Super Bowl champions, and then what will be the question in Tampa Bay. But Tampa Bay should easily win this game. No yeah. offense to Philly and, the Philly and the Philly fans, but TB12 is going to do TB12 things on it. If that
2: happens, if the Eagles beat the Bucs, just think of the conversation we're going to be having next week.
1: Ah, oh, it's going to be a beautiful conversation if it happens. Your next matchup is probably... I would say the game of the day for Sunday, San Francisco and Dallas. Now we already know where uh, greasy pull ops guy with, going to take in this game. He's going to mm-hmm. take Dallas. So Mark, we got you on that. We know you're taking Dallas. even though you secretly want the 49ers to win. I bet. <laughs> got to mess with you a little bit, buddy, because you're not here and you don't have to do Packer jokes at me, but Dallas is going to win this game. Dak, Dak and company going to, make easy work of the 49ers so guy, I got you this week Dallas
2: okay I hate to say it I secretly want the Niners to win but if I'm gonna have to pick oh, excuse me one second
0: uh, Bill's throwing up in a, in
1: a trash can spot. for all the listeners out there since so you can't see the video of it
2: I'm gonna to have to pick and I gotta be honest here that Dallas defense is scary as hell. So,
1: I hate to say it, I gotta pick Dallas. Sorry, Dad. I mean, just, just think about this: you go to pick Philly and Dallas, and I think your giant fan card would have been revoked. Hey, but I didn't pick Philly; I picked Tampa Bay. Oh, I mean, if I, I know I'd you did. So. But if you picked Philly and you're taking Dallas, if you did that, I think your giant card gets revoked. So is my giant card
2: still in, in good standing?
1: For now. For, for, for now, it's in good standing. But Danny Boy, who do you got? I'm taking San Francisco. Really? I, He's
2: I, going
0: to be upset. I'm really, I was really serious when I said, look, Dallas defense has been terrific all season, and I have no doubt that they will definitely be good on Sunday. But part of me is loving the way the 49ers are playing right now. They've had some big wins of late. Dallas, you know, they, they're they not necessarily up and down, but part of their game scares me a little bit. Now, like I said, if Dak Prescott continues to play the way he's played in the last couple of games and the defense is that strong, yeah, this should be an easy victory. I just don't know what playoff Dak may look like in this season at least. So I am going to go with the upsets. And this is no disrespect to old Ops guy or any Cowboys fan, but I'm going to go with the upset just because, just because.
2: Because he can.
1: All right. Wrapping up Sunday of super wildcard weekend with a Monday game. We got Pittsburgh and Kansas city. Danny boy, we'll throw it over to you.
0: Chiefs. I don't. Want the if the Steelers win? I'll be throwing a tantrum because I do not like the Steelers. Um, I'm sick and tired of them. No, but the, the the Chiefs are they're they're an amazing squad. They'll they'll easily win that one. Billy,
2: Big Ben's gonna have his last game in Kansas City. Give me Pat Mahomes.
1: Give me Tyreek Hill. Give me the Chiefs as the one tiktok as the one tiktok trend song went welcome to the red kingdom let's go chiefs and super wildcard weekend with a monday game we get a monday game playoff when's the last time we've had that if we ever have had it never <laughs> never so first time we get Arizona and LA on monday night super wildcard weekend football with a monday game what do we got guys Can I start? Absolutely, Bill. Go ahead. I am
2: – and this this has been very confusing because, okay, they've done this before, and I think they can do this again. But it's going to be a little tough because they don't have DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to pick this because I've been picking the favorites so far. I'm going to go with one upset. And give me the Cardinals.
1: Danny boy. I'm going to agree with Bill. I like the Cardinals. I like the Cardinals. yeah oh. You know what? Sometimes we are all on the same page with this. Oh, really? really? I'm
0: Absolutely.
1: not crazy!
2: Yes! I'm yeah. not crazy!
1: My my best friend Drew might hate me for doing this, but I think Kyler Murray's going to come out and just mop the floor against the Rams and just send the Rams home one and done.
0: Yeah, know that, that team they tried to assemble at the trade deadline and stuff? Yeah, they they, they deserve a first round pick.
1: Maybe Odell won't blow coverage this time. <laughs> we know that, Odell. if he loses, he'll go back to the boat. Yeah. Back, back to the boat or back to me. Uh, mediocrity. All right. So that, conclu-
2: mediocrity.
1: that, that concludes super wildcard weekend with Monday, with a Monday game coverage. Now back to everyone's, I would say second favorite day in football, Black Monday. Oh, uh, if you guys are living under a rock, uh, some firings have happened. You're there have been all together throughout the season six firings. You had Brian Torres from the Dolphins, Mike Zimmer was fired, Matt Nagy's been fired, Vic Vangio's been fired. And then if you're really another run rock, early in the season, Gruden and Urban Meyer were fired. Well, well, t- t- they,
0: they're saying John Gruden officially resigned. Like have oh, said Mut- Patty, Mutually like, part- like like, like Patsy said, he was fired. But they don't Mutually want to say that. They gi- don't want to gi- say gi-
2: that. They basically said, you're going to, okay, you could say you resigned, but we're, we
1: know you were fired. Yeah. Just on. like when Joe Girardi parted away the Yankees. No, he was fired. That's just well, I'm well, putting it nicely.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, well, Girardi's contract wasn't resigned, but still, it, it's like a fire for sure. It's like, like a firing. They, yeah. they
1: were all F I R E D fired. Fired. Fire. Fired. Vince <clears throat> McMahon came in and said, yeah fired
2: yeah my what go ahead bill I just, I just want to say about the firings um fangio naggy i was expected zimmer i was a little on the fence about because i'm like if the vikings make the if the vikings don't make the playoffs he's done he's gone but we you know we all know fangio was gonna get fired we all know naggy was gonna get fired
1: we didn't like, see Flores getting fired, but hey, like Flores was the was the big shocker. Yeah.
0: yeah, for sure. I mean, for Zimmer, I argued that he should have stayed because of because he's not a bad coach. He's just had a mediocre result, and of course, you know, obviously, you know, if you can't get your players ready, that's one thing. But if your players are not performing up to their level. That's on the player. That's not on the coaching. So uh, it, it was disappointment. I understand the Zimmer firing. You want to go in different re- direction, go in a different direction. But there's way more problems with the Minnesota Vikings in the coaching. That's just me. And uh, it's unfortunate because, again, Zimmer's a good coach. I wish him nothing but the best. He'll probably land on his feet somewhere because all good coaches do that.
1: Who do we else see maybe being fired this week? You know, right now, as people know, we're recording here on a Monday, January tenth, around eight forty-five p.m. Who do we see else being fired or mutually parting ways with the team they coach?
0: You go first. I got to think about it for a second. I don't know. I think, I think we. I mean, if anything, Cully from Houston. Like if they want to pull the plug on that little experiment, though I, I I give him credit for you know that that Houston team's really sucky they they really stink, so I give him credit for getting as many wins as they got, um, but definitely him if anything, um, that's really it that that's that's only my only other uh, pick, uh, I mean uh, everyone's saying Joe Judge but. People need to understand the Giants that the intention was always to keep Joe Judge. They said that like weeks ago, that yeah. the intention was to keep Joe Judge. I so
1: I'll go. Bill, I'll let me go and I'll let you go. That's okay. 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 I, I I see the Seahawks and Pete Carroll parting ways that we, we talked to, we talked about this on the Sunday show. I could see well, I, I said he would go to New York with Russell Wilson. And then, if Joe Judge was to be fired, him and Russell Wilson and P. Carroll would be on the Giants. But I think I've had a slight epiphany. If P. Carroll was to leave Seattle, I think he goes down to the Dolphins and becomes the head coach. Okay. That's all I got for now. Okay. Um, Billy, you floor. Go
2: ahead. Bill. Okay. Here's what I think. Um, Cully maybe is a possibility, and that that could happen. And um, I, I want to just piggyback off what um, Reg said about the Joe Judge thing. Um, this is not a full out rant, but I am going to say this: um, Judge is safe as of now. Now, like that. If anyone listened to what Jay Glazer said yesterday, it was like a couple weeks ago. It was a seventy-five percent chance to keep it, Judge. Tomorrow, it's a, you know, before the game was like 50-50. Now, it's like a 25% chance. But everybody, because I've been following Giants fan pages like all day today. because And they've all been saying, oh, I can't believe a breach reports. The judge is staying. He's staying, going. But then other reports are saying that he's, he's safe for now. Because first, he was meeting with Mara. And then later on, he was meeting with both Mara and Tish. Um, but... But the reports are, for now, he's staying. But don't forget, Mara did say if a new GM, whoever it's gonna be, because for those who don't know, um, Dave Gettleman officially retired today. I was Mm. doing air quotes there. Yeah. And, and, And now they're looking into the new GM. And I think if it's the case, Mara is going to let the GM make that decision. And I'm going to put more of this in a blog post, but, but I think Mara's going to let the GM make the decision. But I also want to say that, um, in all honesty, I think it's about a 90% chance Mara's going to pick Kevin Abrams, who is most likely going to keep Joe judge. And I want to conclude that. How the hell did someone like Brian Flores, who won eight out of nine of the last games, get fired, and yet Joe Judge still has a job? The Your giants guess is good been, as mine, folks. Because
1: the Giants have not been the same since the boat picture. That's bo- why.
2: God. This is like what, the third time today we brought up the boat.
1: I'm going to bring up the boat picture as much as I want, because I can. Danny Boy, okay. any final thoughts before we move on?
0: Uh, I mean, all I'll say with Judge is this. The the last few weeks, and look, I I defended the idea of Joe Judge staying for a while. You can't anymore. This guy sounds like a clown and is literally part of the dysfunction that is the New York Giants. The mockery that is the New York Giants. There were reports coming
2: out today that even a lot of the players want them gone.
0: Yeah, so though Josina Anderson says something else, all all these reports, that they're all mixed. Like, we don't know. Some people say it's a definite. Some people are saying it's not. Like, I have a feeling they're going to keep Judge. And what they're going to do, and I said this before, what they're going to do is they're going to Allow him to have a say in the GM search. I know you're saying Mara's going to go and do his own search. We well, have you, six you, candidates who they
2: say they're going to interview.
0: Yeah, you you follow the Giants better than I do, but in yeah, my opinion, does. in my opinion, if Joe Judge is really staying, he has to have a say in the GM search. He has to because the GM has to work well with the coach. If you're going to hire GM and you're going to allow this GM to keep the coach for a season, knowing that it's not going to work out between them, and the Giants have another abysmal season, then that's the definition of a bad franchise.
2: I agree. Dan, I 100% agree with you.
0: So in my opinion, he has to have a say in this. I know Giants fans don't want Joe Judge to have a say in this, but he has to. That's the only way this is going to work. And if Judge
2: does have a say, it's probably going to be David Ziegle from New England. That's because I because they actually know each other very well yeah. when Judge was a special teams coach over there. So I think if Judge has a say, he's probably going to say Ziegle.
0: I, I truly think he is going to have a say. That's been my feeling ever since the Giants hinted that they were going to keep it.
2: And if I were to pick someone, I'm going to say Joe Shum. He's being interviewed for the job. I think he would be the perfect one. I think Joe Shung would be good for Buffalo.
0: So a massive update that we have to add on to the show here. Um, If you're a Giants fan, you got to be celebrating this one. Uh, The Giants um, on Tuesday have decided to Relieve Joe judge of his coaching duty. So Joe judge is out as New York giants head coach. Uh, This is something I, I, am I'm not, I shouldn't be surprised by this, but for whatever reason, I felt that based on the, the hinting that the giants have been giving pretty much the entire season that they were going to stick with judge as coach, but the giants decide to go the other direction. This is the uh, statement that, uh, John Mara, the uh, team owner, has put out there. Um, he said, Steve, Tisch, and I both believe it is, within, is in best, the best interest excuse me, of our franchise to move in another direction. We met with Joe yesterday afternoon to discuss State of the Team. I met again with Joe this afternoon, and it was during that conversation I informed Joe of our decision. We appreciate Joe's efforts on behalf of the organization. He goes on to say, "I said before the season before the season started that I wanted to feel good about the direction we were headed when we played our last game of the season. Unfortunately, I cannot make that statement, which is why we made this decision." Bill, what's the mood?
2: It, it's a great day. It is a. We got our Christmas present two weeks late this year, about three weeks late this year. But you know what? We'll take it. It's um, I think this is a great day. A new direction has started. All, um, and all I can say is, giant social media is blowing up like no tomorrow. Crazy. It's like everybody is just excited that this happened, and um, now it's. But you know, now a couple quick things. There's one. You know, it, we're now going through a. We're now going to be going through a rebuild. Like for those who have been living under a rock, yesterday Dave Gettleman retired. Air quotes retired, which means he was secretly fired. They probably mm-hmm. just told him, yeah. "We're going to fire you." But you know what? If I, you mean, just I
0: mean, I we'll say you retire. Yeah, Dave Gettleman's been in football for almost forty years. You know, like it, it was a firing, but they allowed him to go. Up. They allowed him to go out there, which again. Just shows the dysfunction because if I were the Giants, I don't care who the fuck you are. You say you're fired, period. But they didn't do that with Dave Gellman, yeah. But They did do it with Joe Judge. And that's a big mess. That is a great message he's sending the Giants
2: nation. And and here's the thing. Now it's gonna and now and I think that news that gets even better. This broke last night, and I just saw it. I'm thinking, eh, I don't really think this is I don't really think this is true. It's just some random person on Facebook, but then My dad heard it on the fan and then I looked it up that Kevin Abrams is not Mm -hmm. a candidate for GM. Okay. So that's going to be even bigger news. And, and because now I, hopefully the giants are going to go with someone who's not in the organization because originally with Joe judge, there was talk that they were going to let the new GM make the choice on judges fate. But You're, they were probably thinking at this point, they're probably thinking, you know what, by the time we find the GM, because I know there's at least five or six candidates they got to interview. So let's just fire a judge now. Yeah, and this is going to be a whole thing. But, you know, and there was also talk that the players wanted him gone. And there was also talk a few weeks ago, or there was talk that a couple days ago, reports were circulating that Steve Tisch, the Giants co-owner, was saying that he would want to do another evaluation and he'd be open to making changes beyond a new GM. So I was thinking, yeah, Steve Kish wants Joe Judge gone. He wants him gone. But Mara has and been defending him
0: to death. Well, I think the, 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 it, it's one thing. First of all, Joe Judge has only been coached for Tuesday. By the way, a terrible track record of head coaches. Oh, so no, I agree. Point. Taylor. I agree. Uh, McAdoo, um, two, two seasons, seasons. gone. He was gone during the 2017 season. Pat Shermer, two seasons. Joe gone. Judge, two seasons. Horrible. Disgrace. It's and what, a disgrace. Because one of the things was, and I heard this
2: on Boomer and Geo, one of the things is, and Geo said this perfectly, I think John Mara is afraid mm. of his track record of revolving, a revolving coach. Yeah, and, and he's and basically yeah, it, like that guy who's been married like five times and desperately wants to make this marriage work, even though yeah, it's not going
0: well. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard for John Mara. The, the, this is John Mara's like real first test. You know, like you know, he inherited the Giants in the early two thousands, two thousand five. Um, yeah, when 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 his when his dad passed. So like you know, he, and obviously you know the Maras have been all of them have been in the organization for a long time. But, like, he and him as the head honcho, I mean. So, like, know? this, this oh was, God. like, his this, – this was his, like, you know, McAdoo, Shermer, Judge, those are all his hires. And oh, uh, Shermer and Judge were, with gentlemen too. Um, But, like, it, it, those are all his. So, he wants to make a legacy of coaching hires that are good, that are going to make the Giants more memorable so that he can submit his stamp on to the Giants' legacy, and it just hasn't happened yet. And I think they wanted to make it work, however they are going to make it work. They really wanted to make this thing with Joe Judge work, and ultimately the outcry from Giants fans. You mentioned uh, Steve Tisch probably got involved in it too, which he absolutely should. The players also making a statement too. He probably got to John Mary. He's like, screw it. I got I to change coaches. Because at that point, you know the fans are not happy, the right. players
2: are reportedly not happy, Steve Tisch is not happy. At this point, John Mara, the Barbarians are at the gate, according to Kevin Kaufner and Draft Day. The Barbarians are at the gate. You're back in a corner. You gotta do what you got. You gotta do the right thing, and that's and and trust me, I've criticized John Mara a lot on this podcast. Reg mm-hmm. can attest to that. I've I've criticized John Mara a lot on this podcast and about 95% of that criticism, actually, no, 99.9% of that criticism is deserved. Yeah. But today John Mara gets credit.
0: Yeah. But, but he gets credit now, but he has to get this right. And the you Giants, know, you can set the Giants back years with this new search here. Understand you know, that. You know what I
2: think he needs to do now. Here's what he needs to do. Okay, we said that Kevin Abrams is not a candidate for GM. Yes. So we could breathe easy on that because we're probably thinking, okay, he probably has nobody internal in mind, but you never know. Maybe he does have someone internal in mind. Maybe he does have someone internal in mind. But what what you need to do is you need to pick an external hire, someone who has no affiliation with the organization, like the last time they did that was George Young in 1979, and that was the team that built that that drafted Phil Simms, drafted Man. LT, yeah, hired Bill Parcells. Those Super Bowl, those are and, Super Bowls. And like, and Dave Gettleman, you're thinking, well, he didn't come from Carolina, yes, but he did have some roles in the organization. Yeah, he, he, he had he had giant
0: size. You want someone that does He's, not. Have giant ties. That's what you're like, saying.
2: Yes. And like, and but the Giants have had this habit of when a, of when a they need a new GM, they pick someone internally. After George Young retired, they picked Ernie Kos a Corsi, which who I will give credit, even though he wasn't around for Super Bowl 42, he built those teams. He hired Coughlin, he drafted, he traded for Eli and he got Plaxico and all of them. So that I'll give him credit for. And then you had Jerry Reese, which the first Super Bowl, he just inherited the team from a McC- from McCoursey. He just inherited mm-hmm. the team from Corsi And then we all know what happened with Jerry Reese after that. And then we got Gentleman. So the the big decision that you gotta make here, John Mara. And if you are listening to this, I don't think he is, but you never you never know. Never know. Jump is, is you have to pick someone on the outside. You can't you you can't start you can't pick on the inside anymore and i think if he picks someone if he picks someone from the outside i think that's him making a statement this is my team this isn't my father's team anymore this is my team and and because a lot of people who were around were around when his father was was around was alive so you need to pick someone outside the organization and you need and you need to pick someone. And now who do I think is going to be head coach? Listen, I don't know yet. I'm still trying to wrap my head around everything. And I'm writing a blog post, just getting my initial reaction now and I'll probably do a potential coach thing in the next few days. Um, but the thing, but I will say this, this is someone who should be on the Giants' radar right now, and everyone's
0: saying this, Brian Flores. Yes, and, and quickly, people are pointing that out. And you know what? It's not, an, it's not a terrible idea. My thing is, you know, because and, – and Brian Flores had, you know, was pretty successful in Miami. He didn't make the playoffs, unfortunately, all three of those years. But he had pretty successful uh, time over there. Wouldn't it be better to try to get someone that went back as a coordinator or a coach and then hire that person rather than someone like Flores, who could probably use a year or two back as a coordinator and maybe learn from better head coaches?
2: If if we go that way, maybe, maybe Josh McDaniels. Okay. How
0: about how about Doug Pierce I know he's interviewing in Chicago. How do you feel about Doug Pearson? I think he might be a good choice because I heard in a way he's sort of
2: like the anti-Joe Judge.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he's an offensive guy. He was way different from Joe Judge. Offensive guy. And, you know, it, it certainly can use him. I mean, the offense stinks.
2: That yeah, giant's I think offense Peterson would be a good choice. I think, I think McDaniels would be a good choice. Um, there's also talk that Jim Harbaugh maybe. Okay. Because you know what, I was actually just talking to my brother like a, about a half hour ago, and he made a good point. You mm-hmm. need someone who has head coaching experience. Yeah. Well, because McAdoo, to my knowledge, didn't have any head coaching experience. Shermer, did he? I can't remember.
0: He did. What, what was it? Cleveland, I think. Yeah. Pat Shermer. And Judge had
2: no head coaching experience. Right. But um,
0: I would yeah, he say. Yeah, he was the Cleveland head coach in 2011, and 2012. And then interim Eagles coach in 2015.
2: If they are going to go internal, and I hope to God that doesn't happen, if they do go internal, I would say your best choice would maybe be Patrick Graham. But I don't, I don't, don't do that. Don't. Don't go – like I said, we need a fresh new slate here. Yeah. We need a GM who has no ties to the organization. We need a head coach who knows what the hell he's doing.
0: Yeah, well, you need a head coach that has a good track record of winning. Absolutely. You know, good track record of winning. You don't have to have um Super Bowls, but a good track record of winning, someone that can get your team to a playoff, because I can coach your team playoff
2: Because like I said, McDaniels, I could be a little iffy on because this is a guy who does not have a good head coaching record. He coached in Denver and he didn't yeah. do so hot.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then he went back and then he was an offensive coordinator. But he went under the arguably the best coach in the NFL, Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of people would now criticize the Belichick coaching tree. Look at Joe Judge just today and Matt Patricia. Mm-hmm that they don't really do that well, but I think maybe because he had experience before and Belichick just. Yeah. Well, I mean, more to, seeds to, in him, to, be, maybe. to be
0: fair, to be fair, Flores has, has been terrific as head coach. I mean, you know, look, I know he's get off the good start, but he, he's been terrific as head coach. So that's one person. That's one person from the Belichick tree. If you want to count him that has actually been pretty
2: solid. My brother's also saying maybe Mike Zimmer.
0: That wouldn't be a terrible hire. It's not, it's not the worst hire. The Giants, you know, they're in a tricky spot here. Cause, you know, I mean, there's there should be a lot of good kit coaching candidates. You know, you have Dable that's out there from the Bills. I would think Eric Bienmi would want to at least try it again. You know. No, I, I would listen, I
2: You've heard me say on the podcast multiple times, every time a head coaching position is open,
0: I'm yelling, Eric, the enemy, Eric, the enemy. Yeah. Eric, be enemy. I, I was, I was, I was hoping the Jets would inquire about him too, but okay. they went, they went with Salah, Salah, who, you know, has been iffy all season. So, but. You know what would make, I
2: know this would not happen in any just insane universe, but knowing John Mar, I have this weird feeling this would happen. I, but I'm about 99.9% sure this wouldn't happen. What if the Giants hired Urban Meyer? No. No. Mike, I would need
0: a new TV because I'd be throwing crap at it. Urban Meyer's not an NFL head coach. He's not fit for the NFL. His coaching style is not. You know, I hope you know that I know that would not happen. Yeah. No, I, I know you're kidding. But I I'm just, just want to reiterate. Like, don't, don't even dare think about it, Giants. <laughs> oh,
2: God. So, but you know what? Now the New York Giants and, like, again – kudos to john mara he did the right thing yeah and you know he made a good decision and but you know now listen giant fans you can celebrate now but you know what this celebration should only last a day or so because now now there's a lot of questions like who the first question is who we gonna have as gm And and that's gonna be a scary thing because i'm hearing first i was hearing five or six but then I hear there could be like up to eight or nine candidates. Yeah. Like you have to interview all them. We might, who are we going to have for coaching candidates by the time a new GM is hired? Who are we going to, who's going to be, who's going to be yeah. available?
0: And, and you have to hire a GM first before the coach or hire them at the same time with them getting on the same page. This can't be no coach first, then GM, because then who's really going to have the power? The GM or the coach?
2: Yeah, and because speaking of coach with GM, I think this was the final straw this morning. Mm. Joe Judge actually told John Mara that he wanted input on who the new GM is. Yeah, and I think John Mara finally
0: grew a pair and said, "No, this is my team." But here's the thing, Bill. Let's say they decided to keep Joe Judge. You can't leave Joe Judge out of the GM search. That's not how – it's not going to work that way. You can't leave Joe Judge out of the GMs or you're going to keep him as head but coach. if they were
2: dead set and they were saying, we are keeping Joe Judge, then okay, fine, Joe, you have a say. Yeah. But, but remember, they were saying at first, like, oh, he's totally staying. And then they were like, well, um, we're going to let the new GM decide.
0: Well, well it's because one of the Giants' performances over the last, like, four weeks or so, you know – or whatever how many weeks it was since he made that statement or made that – or the reports were out there that they were going to stay with Joe Judge. Ever since that point about how the Giants were performing, how he's handled himself after games with the media, that's also important too, how he presented Remember his 11-minute – his 11 minutes. Exactly. He, that was – yeah. That was embarrassing. Yeah. So the, there, there's, there have to be a lot of things that in, that – that made this decision uh, today for the, for John Mara and the Giants. And um, I'm sure
2: this was, but now I think John Mara really, and I've said this a few minutes ago, John Mara really now has to step up to the plate and show, you know what? I'm not going to run this team like my father anymore. I really got, because, you know, I was saying, I guarantee you Steve Tish got, Mar- got to John Mara and say, John, we need to do something. This We can't keep, we can't well, it's, keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. Something's got to change. We got to get, because I guarantee you when he said, you know, he said more changes than just hiring a GM. You know what that means. Again, I don't know. I wasn't in the room when that ha- was happening, but I guarantee you Steve Kish wanted Joe Judge gone. Yeah. So, and, and I think John Mara really now has to say, you know what? I can't do what my father did anymore. I can't, I gotta find the right coaches. I gotta, I gotta, I can't hire for GM wise. I can't hire inside the organization anymore. I gotta, I gotta branch out. I gotta get new folks. I, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta scrap everything from the top down. And, and you know, and this also always got a racial question which we won't get into too much here. What's gonna be the future with Daniel Jones and are the I are would the Giants... imagine
0: I would imagine Daniel Jones is not coming back. Maybe as a backup, he stinks well. Like, stinks. are they gonna to go to
2: the cube? Like, you know, are they gonna look at Baker if he's a, if he's gone? Are they gonna look at Terry Bridge? Teddy Bridgewater, Jimmy Garoppolo? Are they gonna maybe try to trade for Russell Wilson? Which I said for the love of God, don't do that. And or are they going to, if Aaron Rodgers is a free agent, are they going to maybe try to get him?
0: It's to me – Or are they going to look
2: in the draft?
0: Daniel Jones cannot stay as quarterback. He can't. Cannot stay as quarterback. You know, if Daniel Jones was this all-pro type quarterback, you know, something that is – The talent was so amazing. But he's average. We haven't seen in a long time. If that were the case, then yeah, like keep him because he can probably work with anyone. Daniel Jones stinks, man. I would get rid of that contract now, trade it, release him, whatever it takes. Throw him out to the dogs for all I care. Listen, he cannot say, because this new regime of Giants football cannot include Daniel Jones. It has to be someone else involved here. Has to be somewhere else.
2: So are they? You know, like that's the question. Are they going to get someone maybe like Jimmy Garoppolo and do what they did in New England after Brady left? They had Cam yeah. Newton do like a you know why a bridge I, here, and then they got Mac Jones. Are they going to maybe do something like that? Or are they going to maybe would, go would to the
0: draft? It, would it kill you to try to go out to someone like a Deshaun Watson? No, I, I'd take him. It, Look, I, know, I know, I know, I know. Problems I, know are, I know Deshaun has a little trouble off the field. His own dude, but like, would it kill you? He's a he's a stud, dude. Think about it. He's a total stud. I okay. would do it. I would. I, think- I would see see what the price is about. You're already look. You're, you don't have cap room. You might as well do something with it, right? Right, because
2: like I said like i said Deshaun Watson i would take but you know what for the i hope they get the gm who's going to be there's going to be smart enough to not go for
0: Russell Wilson yeah because it's, a, it's a too much of an asking price it, it wouldn't be a bad idea cuz Russell Wilson's a good quarterback it wouldn't be a bad idea but, but we, we don't have the cap space one yeah two
2: i'm i'm not going to give up my i'm not going to give up my top yeah. two draft picks
0: yeah yeah no i I would I mean look if it cost you one draft pick would you do it though if it cost me one I'd have to think about it yeah two draft picks and hell fuck that shit excuse my language but like um definitely like if you um if you definitely can give a one for Russell for Russell Wilson it's not a terrible deal The better deal to me is Deshaun Watson because the Houston Texans are going to try to trade him. And let's be real here. The asking price is now going to be lower than last year because the Texans are just going to try to get rid of him. So would it kill you to try to go after someone like Watson? Just an idea. He's a good quarterback.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's something they should think about. Absolutely, I think Deshaun Watson should be an option. I think Jimmy Garoppolo should be an option. Right. But or, or are they going to go to the draft? Like, are you going to do a bridge year when you get someone like a Garoppolo or a Deshaun? Like Deshaun's young enough that he could probably stay around longer. Right. But are you going to do like a bridge year with someone like a Bridgewater or Garoppolo, and then next year you're going to draft the new QB? Hmm. So a lot of questions now gonna be raised in East Rutherford.
0: Yeah, massive. And you know what, dude? Like, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm I'm excited for this. I'm one. all it's for like, it. It's like I hope John Mara
2: starts like interviews tomorrow or Wednesday, since
0: we're yeah, exactly. You know, whenever he can start the process, start the process. It's gonna start be start this now it's there be, might not be a lot of head coaching. This has to be an extensive. Process it has to be a good process too, because, like I said, this decision can either make the next ten years or, or break them. the next.
2: And they need the to do like what they did. They need to hot like what they did in '79. They need to hire someone like a George Young who's outside the organization. Yeah. And remember, Young is the one who brought in parcels. So, I think sure. they need to they need to do this. They need to just move forward now. John Mara now has to say, this is my team. Because like I said, a lot of the guys who were inside, who were internally, were probably hired by his father. Mm -hmm. He's got to say, listen, this is not my, this is not my father's team anymore. This is my team. And I need, and I need to move it forward.
0: Yep. And let's be real here. The incompetence has to stop. The mockery has to stop. Look, I'm a Jets fan. I know what it feels like to be mocked, to be joked, to be all those other words that, that you can describe the New York Jets. I know what it feels like. The fact that the Giants have stooped that low, it's crazy, though. They have gone so low, it's nuts. It's crazy. And, and it's so- I, am, I am so happy for the Giant fan right now that they finally have a chance to right this wrong that John Mara has done for the past few years.
2: So now, like I said, a lot of questions are going to be raised. Who are they going to hire as GM? Which direction is this new GM? Because that's on the top of the list first. got to hire a new GM. And like, even though it's one day after Black Monday, you're thinking, okay, one day doesn't really make a big deal. It kind of does. Yeah. Because, like we said about earlier with coaching prospects, Doug Peterson's already interviewing in Chicago. So, by the time we get a new GM, Chicago might hire him and he might be on his way. He might be on his way to Chicago. Like, I'm sure Brian Flores is going to be a hot commodity. Mm. I'm sure Vegas is going to be interviewing him. I'm sure Chicago might interview him. I'm sure Denver, all of them might be interviewing him. Yeah. So yeah, one day does make a difference. By the time we hire a new GM, people like Peterson and Flores may already be taken. Yeah. So now, yeah, well, like yeah, I said, John Peterson, Mar, you better start this search now. You better yeah, start interviews like now.
0: Peterson's also going to be interviewing in Minnesota too. So I mean, he might be gone. So definitely, um, look out for all the head coaches. You, you got it gotta get this right i i'm banking the giants no i right. am too i'm at this just point. I'm just, just for your sake out. bill because i'm thinking tired of your giant right i love the giant but like i want you to be happy for your giants you know so it's not like every sunday we go oh you've been you've been ranting about the giants since i met you think about that <laughs> i know and that was and like that bad and that was like almost a decade ago
2: <laughs> so you, this is like our relationship here yeah I, i've been ranted since we were doing this show in college so yeah but you know what it's now time like i said it's now time for john mara to move forward it's now and you know what i think the thing is through all this i think steve tish really needs to be more
0: involved yes well because, he, he he should have a say i'm sorry
2: because it's always been like this it's, uh, it's always been the Maras make the decisions, the Tish's sign the checks. Mm-hmm. But now, and th- that's what it was like when Wellington and Bob were alive. You know, when Bob Tish first bought his share, he told Wellington Mara, listen, I know next to nothing about football. You take care of the football decisions, I'll handle the money. Uh, now, I Steve Tish is more involved than his father was. Uh-huh. But I think his father needs. I think Steve Tish does now need to step in and have. And John Mara needs to let Steve Tish have more of a yeah. say now. But,
0: but this, yeah, I, I know. But like you, know, like you said, this, the Tishes are not a football. F- no, because there's a and- the difference between the Maras and the
2: Tishes. The Maras were born into this. Yes. The Tishes didn't get didn't come on the scene until like the early '90s, so. Yeah, but Steve Tish needs to have more of a say
0: now. And yeah, you can't it, it, it is it, – it's, it's not a bad idea. You know, even though the Tishers are not football people, at least they can get involved in the hiring process so that they know who they're paying and they know that they're going to get a return out of it. Think about it.
2: And you know what? I, just one last thing here. Do you think Joe Judge is going to have another head coaching job or do you think he's going to be like a coordinator?
0: No, he should be coordinator for the rest of his life, man. <laughs> <laughs> his tough attitude and his excuses, man. I don't know if it flies anymore. With, with and and
2: plus, just jobs and one thing I really don't like about him. This is a guy who just takes no responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like in that weird eleven-minute rant, he blames Jason Garrett. He blames Pat Shermer. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you're the head coach. You need to take responsibility.
0: Yeah, and and again, he was a clown. He was a total clown, and the Giants were not better off with him as head coach. Remember, as-
2: this ain't no clown show organization.
0: Well, guess what? The head clown is gone. The
2: circus is leaving town. Let's go. So, anyway, like I said, the circus is leaving town. New beginning for the New York Giants. Like I said, a lot of questions that John Mara and Steve Tisch have to have have to answer now and like you said for the love of god for the love of god john mara please please i am i am literally on my knees right now i am on my knees reg can testify to this. i'm on my knees yes please for the love of god john mara get this right get this right
1: you're listening to the sports insanity podcast on the sports insanity network make sure to like us on facebook by searching sin sports insanity podcast and also follow us on twitter by searching at sin sports insane and now back to the bottom half of the inning on the sports insanity podcast Quick note, uh, college football championship is tonight at the time of our recording. We ignored it a little bit. Georgia and Alabama going at it right now. Who do you guys got in the college football championship game?
0: I'm picking Georgia. Danny Boy. Bama, you can never bet against Bama, though I really want Georgia to win because I'm sick and tired of Alabama winning. I really am.
1: We will talk more uh, about this game next week when we're in the eighth inning, but I will go with Danny boy. You know, Bill, you may talk to me. I was, I want Georgia to win, but it, it's going to be Bama unfortunately. Yeah. As it, much as, uh, as as much as the whole world wants Georgia to win and to finally see Alabama get Thanos snapped in the next week, it's not going to happen.
2: Yeah. But you know what, if they, if Bama does win, you know, good on Nick it. Sa- Cause I actually do like Nick Saban. So.
1: I don't mind Nick Saban. I'm just tired of Alabama winning. Yeah, no, no, that's I'm that's my
2: the same thing because I told people I don't want Alabama to win, but if, but I do
1: said I don't like Alabama, but I do like Nick Saban. All right, and we're going to end our show on a very positive note. We're not going to talk football. We're going to talk about just a glimmer of basketball because Clay Thompson is back after 941 days as of yesterday as he is back after battling injuries after two years. Danny Boy, I'll start with you. Is this, it's a good, I can't think of words right now. Good heartfelt story. There we go. That's the word I'm thinking of.
0: It is, you know, Clay Thompson, you know, anyone who's watched the NBA knows that Clay Thompson is an explosive, explosive shooter. And it's great that, you know, he's battled through a lot. You no know, you know leg injuries knee injuries and it's great to see him back and after 2 years he only played 19 minutes but he had 17 points he was a productive player for the warriors and that's and look you're going to ease him in you know as best you can as much as you can and he'll get he'll get it in he is going to build back his strength he's going to build back everything that he had before and the Warriors are going to be an even better team than they started this season. I'll tell you that much. So I'm really happy for Clay. Clay is one of my favorite players. I'm really happy for him. Yeah. You know, look, I don't hate the Warriors, so I'm glad for them. They're it's a ter- it's terrific for the franchise, terrific for the Bay Area. They really deserve this moment. So congrats to Clay Thompson for making it back. I was hoping you would make it back, even though I had some doubts. But it's great that you're back. But
1: I'm happy that he's back. Also last night, he also broke 12,000 points and also 1,800 threes. So yeah, what, what, a way, what a way to come back in your first yeah. game. You, you, you break 12,000 points and you break 1,800 three-pointers. So it's great to see Clay back. He, and Steph Curry's got his splash brother back. Absolutely. And and, and, and even, even on Draymond Green, he played seven seconds of the game to make sure he was there to see, to be a part of Clay's return. Yeah. So Good on, even good on Draymond, even though Draymond has his own issues that we can get into another podcast episode. But but it's great to see Clay Thompson back and watch out for the Warriors. Bill, any thoughts?
2: Yeah, just uh, welcome back, Clay. We wish you the
1: best. All right. And that concludes the seventh inning of game six of the Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. Danny boy, where can they find us?
0: So you can... Uh, on social media, you can search us on Twitter at S Insanity Real. That is the network Twitter at SIN Sports Insane. That's the podcast Twitter. And then uh, search us also on Facebook as well. We're at
1: SIN Sports Insanity Podcast. And then go to our website, which is Patch. Oh, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com, where you can learn about more about the history of the podcast and how it became a network and also read our blogs that we have and also there's, for more content.
0: Yeah. And there's plenty of blogs. Like I said, Rifkin and Mark, they do pretty much do it every day.
1: They do it every day for us to make sure there's content for you guys to read. And you know what? They got great takes on things. So Very make sure terrific. you go, to, make sure you go to the website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com. I am Lawrence Patchman Lang.
2: I'm Bill Murphy.
0: Stay safe. Take care, Danny Boy Reginald, and shout out to um, Olaf's guy again. Uh, don't be too greasy next time I see you. All right. <laughs> and then uh, one more thing before we leave, uh, I do want to acknowledge um, a passing, and that's a New York Jet great, Don Maynard. He passed away 86 today. Hall of Fame receiver, arguably the best receiver in Jet history. And let me just say. Super Bowl winner. So he always has a place in my heart, even though I never saw him play. So um, salute to you, Mr. Maynard, and condolences to his family.
1: And he's such a – what a guy he was. Rest easy. Good, sir. And as Mike Rifkin, has always, says, namaste. Namaste. And, at, and as we started on the Face Turn Podcast, as now I say, make sure you say goodnight to your mama because your mama loves you.
0: Mm-hmm. you have
1: amen you have been listening to the sports insanity podcast on the sports insanity network take care what's going on everyone lawrence patchman Lang here president of the sports and network just reminding you to go to our website network where you can read everyone's blogs here on the network and also find about the history of the sports insanity network